Hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Baki Taki, where I had a blackout about five minutes into the recording. Um, I didn't realize until later that that actually corrupted the recording that we had, and so I've lost the intro to this episode. So I'm just going to recap the intro, just me. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, the first part, of course, would have been me introducing my co-host. So the co-host for this episode is Marcus, a good friend of mine, uh, coming all the way from the UK to do this Discord call. Marcus watches TV. I can't remember exactly which shows he was watching. Um, he was not familiar with Baki. He doesn't watch many Japanese animes, as he referred to them, um, which I, I consider... Uh, Japanese animes to be the best animes in, in my opinion the beginning of this episode is such it starts with such a bang I just wanted to play the first two lines of dialogue for you guys just so you can like see how quickly we jump into the action here go on now get ready coat your fists in grease and then roll them in glass <laughs> no offense but I prefer not to follow the lead of a death row convict I like doing things my own way. By the way, the noise is uh, Kiyosumi picking up a barrel and throwing it like Donkey Kong at Dorian. Uh, like I was saying, this episode starts with a bang. So uh, if you don't remember, this is uh, Kiyosumi tracked Dorian down into his uh, underground lair. Also, I called him Kiyosumi the entire last episode. I've, I've realized that I think more people will call him Kato. Um, his name's Kiyosumi Kato. Uh, but just like I don't call him Kaoru Hanayama, I call him Hanayama. So anyway, for the rest of the episode, I'll be calling him Kado. Um, although I think the entire time I'm thinking that it's pronounced a different way. So if it sounds weird, that's why. <laughs> anyway, the fight gets going. And let's just say that Dorian is on a completely different level than Kado. And even though in the last episode, Kado cut off Dorian's ear, in this episode... Kato gets the complete shit kicked out of him for a few minutes and yeah and that that's about where the blackout happens so let's let's jump back into the fun so after uh losing and just losing repeatedly and then picking up glass bottles in his hand and kicking them and that doing nothing which i thought was like a move you'd see out of like naruto also, also, I feel like at a certain point, having that many glass bottles becomes more of a hindrance than a help. Like, I, like, I feel like maybe the max, the maximum I could have in my hand that like is like if I had a curve of like optimal efficiency versus like number of bottles, probably peaks at maybe three or four, not like eight or nine. Like, at some point, it just like, like what's he trying to prove? No, like, I... he'd be a great bartender, maybe. But... I, I agree. It's it's sort of like if, if, like you know Wolverine has three claws coming out of his hand. He wouldn't be scarier if he had a hundred claws coming out of his hand. Like at a, at a certain point, you, you're just getting diminishing returns. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, didn't I mean it didn't help him clearly in the end. So I mean, maybe next time he has to, to reevaluate his choices. But maybe I don't know. Maybe he thought that's how the uh, he'll get the the glass and the grease. He's maybe figured out. I'll start attacking with bottles, and then once they all get smashed, all I need after that point is grease because I'll have the material for the glass to, to to get in my hands, and then I'll be more like Dorian. Go for the full bottles, and if that fails, uh, you have broken glass shards you can rub all over your hands. Really shoot for the moon, land, and the stars approach. <laughs> So up next, I think, is a great moment, and I'm, I'm really going to enjoy using the audio of this in the podcast. 
Dorian begins singing a, a beautiful ah, yes. French song. De ma vie. Oh, the love of my life, you are my dream and my shining guiding star. And no matter how small or foolish you may seem, you're still the only dream that I dream. Yeah, what, what, what was the song? Uh, it was like Ma Vie, Ma Vie or something like that. I, I mean, obviously I know that's like my life, my life, but what was the actual song? I, I didn't I didn't look it up. Uh, neither did I. I just appreciated his Dorian songs. I like to believe that he wrote that song. Um, <laughs> I don't think he did, but it's, it's nice to think of it that way. So yeah, Dorian just sings a song just in the middle of the fight and just goes gets really into it, like opera level, I would say. What were your thoughts going through your head while that was going on, Marcus? I mean, mad respect. I, I mean, imagine someone who beats you up that badly and just starts singing at you. I mean, I'd, pre- I'd, I'd feel pretty uh, infantilized, you know? I'd be like, I don't, I don't know how I'd be able to, to, to take that. I mean, imagine imagine telling your friends the next day, not only did this guy beat me up, but he also started singing like classical French songs at me. So it'd be, it'd be pretty humiliating for one. I would have found it funnier if then um, Kato then broke into his own mel- uh, French melody of some kind. Oh my god! And then there's maybe some, some like backstory about them spending I don't know some t- time training in Paris or in France or something. Not sure how that really worked in the uh, with the considering the the, the Japanese background of no, these I, these individuals. But I, I think that would have been great. I, I think that if this had sort of turned into like a battle of the bands type of situation. <laughs> between two martial artists so it it it's left a little bit unclear why dorian sang i think i think there's a pretty good reason or pretty pretty solid theory on why but we'll get to that in a second because after the singing uh kato is actually able to turn things around for a little bit um he's able to kick dorian straight in the nuts um and then gouge his eyeballs out um yeah, they, they they really love uh, attacking the eyes, don't they? Like something. Uh, there's that. Um, oh gosh, where is it from? Yes, no, no, I I got it, I got it. Thank, I just remembered it is. It's when um, Dwight and um, Jim are trying to steal the uh, the copier from the uh, uh, other branch from uh, Rashida Jones's branch, and then he sees the warehouse workers. And he's like, I can see their eyes. I just want to start poking their eyes or something like that. And if we have to defend ourselves, I will stab the security guard in the eye with the jumbo chalk. No, no, you won't do that. Nope. Then I'll grind up the jumbo chalk and blow it in his eyes. Dwight, nothing with the eyes, please. So, so, so that, that that did remind me a lot of the, the relationship between between uh, Kato and, uh, and Dorian here. I would definitely say that Dorian and Kato are basically the Dwight of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Kato completely humiliates and defeats Dorian for about 30 seconds. A giant freak of nature like this guy, and I've got the upper hand. I did it. I've got him, no doubt. Stop. Listen to him. He's begging for mercy. Oh, please have mercy on me, Kato. Have mercy. 
um, until Dorian Clapp. I did, I, I did, I did believe it at first. To be fair, I was like, "Wow, this guy! All he needed was those ten bottles, and fuck, <laughs> like he just, he just un, un, unstoppable at that point." Imagine what he could have done with fifteen or twenty; it would have been over in five seconds. Oh man! If only he had, if only he had like checked some local recycling bins on his way down. But he he he, he returned them all to the LCBO to get the extra five cents. Yes. He, he, he was, he was to bring him back. The classic Japanese LCBO. Um, unfortunately, much to Kato's surprise, all of his you know victorious fight was just an illusion, and we learned that Dorian actually hypnotized him. That was hypnosis. <gasps> hypnosis, a technique by which a person can be put into an altered state of consciousness. One in which he can be easily manipulated. He imagined himself victorious, nailing his enemy in the crotch, gouging him in the eyes, and generally beating the crap out of him. Whether that was the singing or he was actually hypnotized before the singing, it's, it's sort of unclear because even before that, Kato was saying things like, I almost feel like I'm happy to be losing. I'm getting my ass kicked here, bud. For some reason, I'm not bothered by it. It's almost like I wanted this to happen. Anyway, you know, I didn't. I didn't know if that was yeah part of the actual the hypnotism, or if he was just a real sadist. You know, at that point, um, yeah, it's it's not clear. <laughs> it really wasn't. But you know, the the hypnotism uh, trick. You, you really don't see that in the WWE these days. You know, um, I'd really love it if you did. Can you imagine if just one time John Cena comes out of the ring and is about to lose and all of a sudden the real John Cena comes out and is like, ah, you didn't see me because you've been hypnotized for the last 25 minutes and you've just been fighting, I don't know, a mirror or something. Or just it, would, it would definitely be John Cena. He would do that thing where he waves his hand in front of his face, but he'd just keep doing it until he hypnotizes you. <laughs> it's like, the it's like yeah, it's like, it's like the watch, but just the hand. Yeah. <laughs> keep following my hand. <laughs> I think it's just really fast and your eyes go left and right and then you just basically get dizzy instead. I would, I would no, definitely it's... watch the WWE. If, first of all, John Cena hypnotized somebody, but then he followed it up by greasing his arms and then putting a bunch of broken glass on them. If if you can do those do, two together. Wanna see, yeah, I do, I do want to see some of these uh, moves and maneuvers definitely get uh, transferred over to WWE. But no, have, have you ever uh, been to like like Carnival or Magic Show where they've had hypnotists uh, Steve. No, I haven't. I, I, I don't I don't really believe in them. But have you? I mean I've I've been to like the uh the exhibition like in, in Toronto where they had one I think at one point. They 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 uh, made they I I say made, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Uh, again, how, how much I believe in this, but they made people. I, I, to be fair, the the use of these people's hypnotism skills was quite benign. I think they made them like sit in a chair, which I mean, can you imagine if actually instead of um, Cato, I would say Dorian convincing Cato he was beating uh, himself up and winning the fight, he actually just made him sit in a chair. That would have shown real power <laughs> as a hypnotist. <laughs> that that that's what he should have done. Just been like. Oh, I'm gonna sit in this chair with my ten bottles in my hand, and that's all you needed to do to win. And Dorian just walks away. <laughs> exactly. Um, and just doesn't great. release him. Yeah. So anyway, Dorian um, hypnotized Kato, and then oh my god, the the finishing movie pulls on him. He he basically 
Kato finally reaches for his fish wire, his handy ear cutter thing. Uh, and then Dorian... I thought, I thought that was like flaws. Well, wait, 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 wait. Dorian throws out his dental floss afterwards around his neck. Kato's thing is fishing wire, which you can use to cut somebody's ear off, which is why Dorian doesn't have ah. an ear on his one side. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, no. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. It's, it's very subtle. Anyway, Dorian loops the uh, little tiny wire of death around Kato's neck and then does a big pull and... I don't. I, I wouldn't say he decapitates him, but it feels like comes very close, and I would say it's the most blood I've seen this season in a very bloody show. Yeah, but, but imagine if that blood now goes into Dorian's eyes, then then, then Kato's basically <laughs> won the fight, doesn't he? If only he had angled himself a little better. Yeah, just just get that get that uh, yeah that main artery to to shoot up right into his uh, his face. That, that that's what that's what won him the fight yeah it, it's truly tragic what happened to Kato but can can you tell me uh, Marcus what what happens to him next after he's defeated by Dorian I remember I remember what happens afterwards that remind me sorry Stephen like oh no here. worries no worries so the next scene we cut to Retsu um just practicing martial arts in his gym uh sweating a lot oh yeah 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 that's right yeah that and then yeah I, to, to, that scene kind of actually i didn't understand it because i feel like all that water and like humidity would be bad for these hardwood floors so like i, I feel like that was a very interesting kind of like um decorating choice by the person who designed these uh i, I guess it's, it was a, I just a training gym of some kind it's it's a dojo, but I I, I think dojo, it's yeah. it's an eight story tall dojo. But I, I think the thing is they didn't expect for one man to sweat literal buckets worth on his body at one time. Uh, Retsu flexes and about a bucket worth of water splashes across the entire room. <clears throat> I don't, I don't even know if that's like impressive or not to oh, sweat a lot oh i wonder if uh if that's something that uh uh kato should have used with his blood been like flexed and then all his blood could have sprayed on to, to dorian he should have maybe learned a thing or two Who, what was this guy's name again sorry uh Red, Redju? retsu 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 yeah. yeah kayo retsu yeah so Red, retsu notices that there's something off with the punching bag in the dojo um oh yeah so he opens it up like any martial artist would by cutting it with a karate chop and inside is surprisingly a bunch of packing peanuts which that might be true i don't know what's in a traditional punching bag yeah i don't know actually you have to wonder though when 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 he does open it and as i'm sure you better say he he sees uh the uh i I, to be fair at this point i totally assumed he was dead um dorian uh it's not dorian i can't Kato, sorry, but obviously that didn't turn out to be the case. Um, but like, you have to wonder if like when he takes back this punching bag to the place he bought it from, like, like what does he tell the 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 the, the vendor? Like, like did did you accidentally give me the wrong? Like, how did this guy like clear? This isn't covered by their 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 terms and uh, services, right? Yeah, they're they're gonna be like, well, you broke it, and he'll be like, I broke it because there was a. a... <laughs> beaten to death man living inside it um yeah i also feel like i don't know like whenever i like 
I mean, and you mean that when you're at the gym, whatever you see, like these punchy bags, and like I've not used one nearly enough to like have familiarity with like how they feel and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I don't know. I feel like if I were to use one, my first instinct, if it felt a bit off, wouldn't it be that there's like a, something inside I need to like karate chop open. I just think, I don't know, that maybe it's just like an older, older bag. I'm sorry to break this to you, Marcus. You are not on the same re- level as Kyo Retsu. Um, <laughs> you do not yeah. have the same uh, martial arts that allow you to detect what is exactly in a bag that you are punching. <laughs> It's a dead body, yeah. You know, I mean, to be fair, maybe I do actually can detect it, but I've just never come across any boxing bags that have dead bodies in it. So, you know, uh, there's that I'd, way be, you... I'd be surprised if that was the case. <laughs> I think it's. I think it happens a lot more often than you think. So, Kato was found uh, inside a punching bag. <gasps> After presumably bleeding out every drop of blood in his body, luckily he was rushed to the emergency room. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just a quick. It's a good thing that these uh, these punching bags are like clearly like extremely airtight, because like yeah, not not nor not a drop of blood nor like any. I, I assume like I mean like the body wasn't dead, then he wasn't dead yet. But you assume that it would like like there's probably uh, quite a bit of like you mean blood and kind of guts and other kind of human fluids in there that are just kind of sitting around again in this as we know and it's a very hot and humid room with the guy sweating all the time so like i have to i have to say i have to get half off to this uh uh to this box to the manufacturers <laughs> to the manufacturers they they know how to keep the uh how to keep the well, uh, yeah. I have, a, I have a new theory. I think that Dorian just snuck in and stuffed a body bag with packing pill, packing peanuts and just hung it up and made it look like uh, a punching bag. Because that would explain why it's so great at keeping fluids in. Yeah, that, that's probably yeah, not, not a bad call. But my, I think my, my favorite bit of the episode is just after this, though, when yeah he's rushed to the hospital. And then there's this guy, I guess, maybe he's the head of the dojo. Maybe he's just like their... Their, their doctor. Yep, this is like Katsumi he's, he's, for listeners. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like reading off the list of the, the injuries this uh, this uh, uh, Kato had. Skull fracture, incomplete fracture, brain contusion, right hand, scaphoid broken fracture, proximal multiple fractures, loss of teeth, numbers right four, four to and seven, fifth ribs, compound incomplete fracture of the left and right forearm, cervical spine, left metacarpal and middle phalanx, also left femur and patella, additional fracture. That is not even a full list of his injuries. The man was smashed to pieces, ripped apart. Also, it's just like all, all together, it's like, I don't, I don't know what use telling the other members of the dojo the specific injuries will have. Like if I were to tell you, oh, my friend got beat up, but then I were to tell you, oh, my friend got beat up and his third third through fourth teeth are gone along with a a twisted femur i'm gonna be like all of a sudden 10 times more angry maybe i should be maybe i maybe i don't um maybe just never twist your femur or break anything steve and specifically because because then i'm not getting angry enough to thank you if i Um, if i got injured because i got beat up and if somebody broke my third through fourth teeth my eighth rib and my third hand bone um i would expect 
uh, all of my friends, my entire company, um, my intramural volleyball league, um, everybody I know to create a militia and go hunt down whoever attacked me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I wonder if, like, there's someone in the audience who, after hearing all this, was, like, not interested at all. And then the last thing they said, I don't know what it would have been, let's say, and I was like, they're their their molar their back molar was chipped now he's like okay you know before it was a joke now now it's serious they did my boy Cato dirty i'm gonna have to defend him now like you know what i mean i feel like if it's a gym where like you have to explain all these specific injuries to the to your uh, to your students so, some guy in the back's just like ah shit he's got a hairline fracture in his ankle that's too far can't stand for that yeah <laughs> I, I, I was okay with the uh, with the uh, the beard hair going straight through his eye to his brain, but now I can't deal with the, the hairline fractures. It's also just it's honestly comedy. So so Lin, Lindsay was listening to this scene as I was watching it. Uh, we were in the same room, and after they just list for about a minute every injury that this guy has received, they I, I think they say right now. Kiyosumi Kato lies unconscious in an ICU in critical condition, fighting for his very life. And he's he's in critical care right now. And she was just like, he's not dead? <laughs> like, he, it, it's, it's almost a gag that he survived this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd be even funny if he, like, he was just, like, in, uh, like, not in critical care. He was just in, like, date as an inpatient for a day. <laughs> like... he's, he's sitting in ER. He's waiting to see a doctor. <laughs> Is he still being triage? There's, there's people ahead of him who've uh, who've been uh, I don't know got a got a bruise on their leg who, who've been seen before. Anywho, uh, th- this this sparks my second favorite part of the episode after uh, the the singing part uh, because this episode just stacked. But uh, Katsumi basically mobilizes the Shinshin Kai army. Uh, so Shinshin Kai is Dopo Orochi's martial arts uh, school. They have 600 branches across Japan, um, including their headquarters with the gi- the eight-story headquarter with a giant mural of Dopo fighting a tiger. But there's basically a million men in Japan who have gone through Shinshin Kai Karate, and they're all they've all been drafted to find Dora. I mean, that's that, that quite a. I mean, I'm just gonna do a quick, quick Google. If it's a million, I wonder. I mean, Japan pop, Japan population isn't that. I think it's around. I, mean, I don't know if that million. million or so. Aren't so? What do you say? I think it's around 140 million. Yeah, 100, so 125 quick Google, but like, yeah, so about one percent. So one of every hundred people you meet are going to be now after you if you're a, if you're a Dorian here. Which is way, way too many for the job. So their, their job is to find Dorian, who is, first of all, he's, he's a white guy in Japan, but he's also a seven-foot-tall white guy who is, let's say, 65 and the most muscular man in the country. Like, but, but it doesn't, doesn't even seem like they have trouble. Like you said, they, they don't have any trouble finding him. They go, they see him in, uh, in a restaurant. In a restaurant and- <laughs> To be fair, I mean, he's not doing the best job laying low if you're just kind of in a restaurant somewhere. Well, right? he did. I mean, he, he did wear he, a wig. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. He he tried to do the old uh, Superman, Clark Kent, you know, throwing throwing some glasses, and then no one recognizes you anymore. Yeah. 
yeah it's 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 a great scheme uh, unfortunately immediately his waiter finds him because his waiter is of course a member of shin shinkai i hope everything was to your liking yes very satisfying I can't tell you how pleased I am that you enjoyed your meal, Mr. Dorian. Hmm. And how do you know my name? Kiyosumi Kato was once my junior. I remember I worked him hard back in the day. Uh, and he's escorted to a taxi driver who is also a member of I, 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 I just want to point out also how passive-aggressive everyone is at this point. They're like, oh, we know what you did. We're not going to do anything, but we know it was bad. Like this waiter is just like, oh, you know, just, just watch yourself. You see, sir, you've made quite a few enemies for yourself. At least a million Shin Shinkai all across the nation. We Shin Shinkai can be found everywhere you look in every walk of life. <laughs> and then, and then yeah, Doran cannot care less. Oh my god, of course he couldn't care less. As, as we see later, he is literally a god among men. Like, <laughs> there's there's a million Shin Shinkai, and they, I think they'd all have to... Um, it, 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 it reminds me of, like, the Japanese giant hornet. Like, it, it, if, if Japanese honeybees want to defeat them, you have to throw, um, I don't know, a thousand at one hornet, and they will literally overheat him to death. Like, that's what I think would happen if the Shin Shinkai students fought Dorian. It would be, it would be a bloodbath. I, I, I mean, I have to say that the, the next like two bits of the episode are definitely my favorite because a he goes leaves the restaurant and instantly gets into 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 a taxi, um, which of course is being driven by a uh, a Shinshin um, Shin Shin uh, member, a Shinshin yeah a member, um, and of course he's not faced by this. Um, but then the, probably the best reveal of the episode is the fact that uh, he's being driven, Dorian, to some, I, I don't know exactly what the location was, I'm going to say some unknown location, I guess, to him. And he's being followed by like what is possibly the largest traffic jam of all time just caused by members of this dojo. <laughs> like... I, I, like I think I remarked, like I remarked earlier to you, Steve, that like this, 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 like the, you think they could have like had a system of like carpooling or like taking transit or something. Like imagine being the one person on that highway following them who's not trying to get Dorian. Yeah, you're just <laughs> like, like, where are we going? <laughs> or he, he, can you imagine being in like uh, like you you do like one of those like Uber shares and then you get the one with Dorian and just like you all of a sudden have like. <laughs> millions of cars following you to some random place <laughs> you know all what? the while all the while like, i was talking like very again passive aggressively to uh, to dorian you know you know what it reminded me of every time they showed like the massive convoy i felt like i was watching fury road <laughs> like, there were so oh, many yeah. trucks yeah. and cars going in the same see, see, what, what, I, what i'm reminded of is again kind of on a carpooling thing and a very random thing to be reminded of was like this animation i saw maybe a few years ago um i don't know if it's possible to to, to link things in podcasts or whatever <laughs> it makes probably no sense to but like it was about like oh this many people driving down the uh, the road and cars creates this much traffic or you could do it in in a bus and it creates this much or you can do it in bikes and i just wanted to like have now someone add on to that graphic this is what 10 million karate members or the dojo members look like traveling down the road together after one 
Dorian, <laughs> one guy <laughs> named Dorian. I just want that to be like a, a standard uh, unit of like traffic in the future. Okay. Like, oh, how, like, like, uh, can you also can you imagine like what uh, like Waze or like Google Maps must have said about like uh, that that delay? Like, my God, like the, that traffic just must have must have just ruined everyone's daily commute. Yeah. Oh my gosh, put that in one of those urban planning YouTube videos. It's like, <laughs> the suburbs were designed, unfortunately, for <laughs> karate members to... <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, so the the convoy, the very inefficient convoy, assuming that they're all empty, it could, you could also <laughs> assume that they're all stuffed to the brims with uh, members of the dojo, uh, but they all drive to... Um, it's not super clear in this episode, but light spoiler for next week, they drive to an amusement park. Um, and <laughs> they drop they drop Dorian off, who reveals that he just... How, how many of those million members do you actually think were there just to go to the amusement park versus like actually there to uh, to fight Dorian? Like like maybe maybe they say, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go and fight, but we also want to check out this, yeah. This I'm, I'm, sure, a, I'm sure a bunch of them were disappointed when they got there, and they're like, oh, it's closed? Okay, like I was going to gonna two-for-one things. And we got to fight a guy who literally sings French songs and hypnotizes us? <laughs> he, he, he'll fit in great in an amusement park. <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you beat me to it, exactly. You could be, he'd be a great carny, you know? Yeah. Just just wait until next episode because we're gonna we're gonna touch into those grounds. Anywho, so yeah, he gets to the the park. He reveals that this is of course where he wanted to be because he wants to fight the leaders of Shin Shinkai. So he let uh, all the people bring him there because of course Dorian's goal is to seek defeat and fight Dopoarachi. So anyway, he arrives at the amusement park and he challenges all of the guys who drove him there to a fight. Uh, he beats up one of them so bad that nobody else feels like joining in. And then uh, that's the end yeah, of the episode. I mean, like, but, like, you know, I get, like, you know, I mean, it's all a matter of respect and, I guess, honor. But, like, I feel like, you know I mean, at the point at which, like, someone's getting beat up so badly that beards of hair are going into their eyes, that probably all, like, levels of standards of honor and respect have been dropped. That probably at that point, all of the Shinshin should have just attacked Dorian all at once and not cared about this. Unpopular opinion, maybe. But I think then they probably could have had, they could have used that, that Hornet's, uh, the Wasp maneuver, the generating heat maneuver, like you suggested on them. It's, on it's, it's a fair critique, but the thing is, the, the thesis of this season is comparing martial arts and honor and, like, the systems that martial arts has versus convicts and death row inmates who do not care about the martial arts or honors and that type of stuff so it's all about creating these scenarios where yes the shin shin kai could win theoretically if they all attacked him at once but um, they would not do that that's one of the the legit themes i i I love about this season (laughs) but yeah no it seems like yeah doran's quite unstoppable to say the least yeah all right well, that was that was an episode. Marcus, now that you've watched an episode of Baki, uh, this is the question I always ask everyone. Do you think it's a good show? Uh, it's very hard to say without context. Uh, to, to be fair, I mean, it seemed like this episode, but, but also, I don't, I don't know if like this this fight was being like built up as being like such a big deal, 
because like you know, I mean for, from my perspective most of this entire episode was literally just a single fight sequence and it was kind of hard to get invested in two characters for, for like 15 minutes it was a cool fight sequence i have to say but in terms of like the character yeah and my involvement in the the, the, the character's motivations um that was left wanting and i guess that's a, a reason to watch the the full thing um it was a cool episode i will have to say that cool is uh, yeah it cool is good in my books um <laughs> all right well thanks for coming on the show marcus thanks for sitting through all of the technical difficulties that hopefully the audience will never even know happened never <laughs> um, will know yeah and uh yeah make sure to uh listen up uh th this this is the first episode recorded out of order so i already know the next episode's gonna be great so <laughs> who's, who's the next episode with do i know uh yeah of course i know i recorded <laughs> no, 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 I said, who do i know who's with oh yes it's it's with my brother jeff oh nice cool Good yeah stuff. maybe i'll even put in a a preview clip who knows hi i'm jeff yes how's it going anyway Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, that's all the Baki we've got to talk. See you all next week. Na, na, na.